Hi, it's Natasha. And Khalil. And we are the co-hosts of... Woke and Free! Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 34th episode of Woke and Free. If you've been tuning in every week for Woke and Free Wednesday, you know that Woke and Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything that's important to us, to you, and the world, and nothing is off the table. So in this episode, we're talking all about being a content creator with our special guest, Jasmine Grimes. Before we dive deep, though, into the subject, we have a couple of ground rules to cover. First, have you subscribed to Woken Free on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio? If not, please do. We greatly appreciate your love and support of Woken Free. Second, have you shared an episode with a friend or family member? If not, you know sharing is caring. Share, share, share away. Third, have you hollered at us on social media? You can easily find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Woken Free. And if you haven't reviewed a show recently, again, we would love to hear your feedback. We do this so that we can be Woken Free and for you to be Woken Free. So feel free to review our episodes and show on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Each week we like to share a little bit about us before we dive into the episode. Last week we shared our answer to the question, if you had one wish for the world, what would that wish be? This week, we're going to share something a bit different. What's our all-time favorite cartoon character when growing up? Clearly a very deep question, Khalil, yep. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Okay, so I believe there's a lot of different characters to choose from, being that we're born in... You're just going to leave it blank like that? Okay, fine. Well... If you're a fan, if you're an 80s baby like we are. <laughs> oh, that's where you're going. <laughs> yeah, I had no fair. idea where you're going. I thought you were like born on planet Earth or something. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, I But know. stay tuned. There's more to come about that 80s conversation. I'll just leave it there. But anyway, I digress. As an 80s baby, I would say that uh, growing up uh, watching a lot of television, thanks dad and mom, uh, You're I, welcome. I, uh, I definitely really loved uh, Rugrats, actually, and uh, Angelica was uh, my uh, girl of choice, my character of choice, and even though I also loved shows like Doug and other cartoon shows that were out um, in the 90s and stuff like that, Angelica, I still am a diehard fan for her. Her evilness was just darn right uh, hilarious and uh, she will always have a special place in my heart I just I loved Angelica she was just so mean unnecessarily I feel like there's so many people I know that are like literally living embodiments of her Um, (laughs) I adore you that's good Angelica as a comic com you know a cartoon character I don't necessarily enjoy people that behave that way but (laughs) uh, that's that's my choice how about you yeah, it's hard because when I think about all the different characters growing up, there's like tons to choose from, and I had to think about like a specific point in my life. It's it's a little bit tough. I was thinking at first maybe Sonic the Hedgehog, but mm. that was I mean that was when I was younger. I think more throughout my life probably would be Michelangelo from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Classic. He was the one with the orange headband, and Listen. he's po- he's possibly the reason why my favorite color is orange too. Aww. Because he adds that, and I, I really liked his character. He was fun, easygoing, okay. just living life, liked to party, liked to eat some pizza. And, you know, I get down when it comes to pizza. 
I have lots of toppings, just like he did. And he liked to skateboard, surf. I don't do. I didn't do any of that, but I did. I did a little skateboarding when I was younger, not a lot, but mm-hmm. it, it was definitely cool watching him go grow up and do what he wants and kind of like break the mold. I like his his character, his attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely had a good outlook on I the world. Can't. That's too so funny. definitely that would be my favorite character growing Aww, up. That's sweet. That's really cute, guys. And you listen, the question is not just for us. If you ever want to chime in and share with us your personal shares as we share them each and every week, you know what you need to do. You need to go to WokenFree.com and in each episode, you know, comment, comment, comment. But with that, I think we're going to mosey on down to talking about who our special guest is. So who is Jasmine Grimes? She is a 24-year-old content creator from the San Francisco Bay Area. She's passionate about fat and body positivity and plus-size fashion, woohoo, as well as raising awareness about body po- body diversity and inclusiveness in the media with brands. She loves making YouTube videos and taking photos for both her magazine and social media. A few things that she loves include coffee, parentheses, lots of it, uh, changing her hair, tattoos, anime, rock music, pretty lingerie, K-dramas, makeup, black biker boots, and modern industrial spaces. So without further ado, let's get to talking with our special guest, Jasmine Grimes. The first question that I'm going to ask is a personal share that on our episode, we like to mention something about us every week. So we're going to ask a question about you. So this week's personal share will be, what is your all-time favorite cartoon character growing up? Now, can you give some backstory to that? Because I actually don't know who that is. <laughs> um, so it's like a, a 2000s cartoon. And basically, it's about a boy who gets powers and basically becomes a phantom and uses them to fight crime and save the world and all the while trying to be a normal high school kid. So uh, okay. kind of like almost everybody else. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> gotcha. What network was that on? Um, it was on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. All right. Awesome. Okay. Well, now that we've gotten deep, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can uh, dive right into it. And just for everyone listening, uh, I think the best question would be, you know, how did you become a content creator? Like, what is your story uh, for how you became the woman you are today? And, and, you know, how did that lead to being a social media influencer? Um, so I've always been interested in blogging and Mm -hmm. I had like a whole number of different blogs that I was like posting on. Mm -hmm. And, um, one day, um, I picked up my grandmother's camera and I was like, can I use your camera? Cause she had, um, a Canon camera, one of the first rebel series. And I was like, I want to use your camera to take pictures because when I was growing up, she would always take hundreds of pictures like we have a whole bunch of photo albums just filled with pictures and I've always loved it and Mm. so one day I was just like can I use it and so my cousin and I went to the park and we took 
all of these pictures and we posted them online. And I feel like that is where it all started. And mm -hmm. then, yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then from there, it just, it, it kept going. Like I said, I had a whole different um, versions of my blog before it became Mismatch Magazine and before I even became Mismatch. And um, basically, as I was looking online at all these blogs that I followed, um, I realized that people didn't look like me. So I wasn't seeing any sort of representation. And I was like, well, if I'm not gonna find people who look like me, then I guess I'm gonna just have to do it myself and become my own representation and, mm -hmm. <laughs> and start it. Because like, if you can't find it, create it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's basically where it started. And then I was in college I had joined my school newspaper and I was writing about fashion and <laughs> fashion on campus and just about stuff that was happening on campus. And while I was there, I discovered like the plus size movement and everything that was happening with being plus size, self-love, body confidence. And then I started posting on Instagram as well instead of just my blog. And mm -hmm. then... I don't know, I, I was getting likes and, and comments from people saying like, wow, like it's really cool that I can finally see somebody who looks like me. And mm -hmm. so from there, I just, I kept going. And then it was last year, it was a few days after my birthday, I posted a photo in my underwear. And mm. <laughs> yeah, I know, because I was like, I, I want to see more representation. I was just looking at Victoria's Secret. I was looking at all of these different companies and what they were doing. And like I said, I didn't see myself. And so I was like, mm -hmm. well, I'm just going to do this. And despite being super nervous, I did it. And then it blew up. Mm. And like, it was, it was just so interesting. It was something I never thought would happen. And I was, I got an email from Yahoo and they're like, can we do a piece on you? And I was like, like, y'all who wants to talk to me? Like, okay, <laughs> so I did it. And then from there, I went to Refinery29 and it blew up. It went on the Daily Mail. It went on the Huffington Post. Like, everybody picked it up. And then that's when people started contacting me. That's when I started taking the whole influencer thing a little bit more seriously. And mm. like, yeah. <laughs> and now that's where I am today. And okay. how long of a time period was this then, you would say, to get to this space now? Um, a few years. I think like three years. I was wow. consistently before, mm -hmm. yeah, before anything got picked up. But Wow. Yeah. Uh, so. Okay. With, with all the changes that's going on in social media, the new algorithms and platforms that keep popping up, how do you keep creating content so your voice is still heard? Ooh, it's definitely hard. I think one of the biggest things I hit creators was when they switched it from chronological order to people you like the most. And it mm -hmm. really, really messed a whole bunch of people up, including myself. Um, and so I noticed my engagement going down a lot. Um, but... I think the main thing is to use quality hashtags, make sure that the hashtags you're using aren't broken or banned because what Instagram is doing now, they're shadow banning people who are using broken links or, or posting the same um, hashtags too much. Um, mm -hmm. And so your content is only seen by the people who are following you. It's not discovered by new people. 
And so, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's the whole I thing. Yeah. So how did you how'd you find out about the shadow banning? Um, from Sassy Latte on Instagram, she posted a whole bunch of stories. She was wondering why her content wasn't being seen by new people, and she looked it up, and she was like, "I'm being shadow banned." And then, um, she posted it for everyone to see, and she's like, "Well, you guys should all check to see if you're being shadow banned too." And lo and behold, which I didn't know, I was being. <laughs> shadow ban and so you either have to stop posting i think for like a day or so or you have to change the hashtags that you use and not use the same ones all of the time so okay yeah so that's what i started doing okay okay so um so you just started changing up the hashtags or you just like stopped posting for a little bit i did both to be honest at first i was just like (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was just like maybe i'll just take a little break since nothing's going through and then I came back and then I started <laughs> changing up my hashtags and it worked. So I was like, okay, this is what I'm, I'm going to do. Okay. Good to know. Okay. And uh, I'd love, you know, we saw your campaign that you've been doing on Instagram where you're dressing up as different characters. So like, what's the story for that campaign? Like, how did you start that? And like, talk about, you know, what is the purpose, the mission and, uh, and you know, what, what do you want people to take away from that type of content that you've been putting out there? Um, so I got some new hair and mm-hmm. I had to, I wanted to post a picture in it and I posted a picture and people were like, this kind of looks like Kim Possible. Cause at first I thought it was looking like Ariel and they're like, no, it looks more like Kim Possible. And before that, um, February had just ended and that's when everybody was doing the 28 days of black cosplay. And I mm-hmm. kept seeing all of these different people pop up on my feed and like cosplaying. And so I was like, you know what? I I want to do that. And so I jumped in and I started doing it. Um, and mostly because I found that the people that I saw cosplaying were thinner. And I was like, well, I mean, I, I want to do it too. <laughs> so I started, mm-hmm. I don't know. I always feel like there are spaces in which bodies like mine aren't seen and and my whole goal is to just go into those spaces and, and shake it up a little bit if I can. And so I started posting all of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. And basically what I hope to accomplish is when I want to find more Black cosplayers, more people who are doing casual cosplays as well. Because if you notice, my characters don't always look exactly like what they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. And it, it's challenging my creativity and it's a whole bunch of fun. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I was trying to make different characters every single day. So I was like raiding my closet as much as I could to mm-hmm. find things that would work. Um, so yeah, I, I just wanted to to join that as well because it's something that I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to cosplay, but I was a little hesitant because my content was basically in a box. I was doing the same type of stuff and I was like, mm-hmm maybe I don't know if the people who are following me like it and Mm -hmm. some did some didn't I know that I lost like 300 followers in the Mm. first week people are like no this is this is what I signed up for um but I don't know it it's fun 
I think it's great. I think it's great to, yeah, to see like kind of characters come to life, uh, you know, your interpretation of the character. And again, the fact that you are like a real person, you know, doing the cosplay, right? And so what would this character look like as a real person, not with a fake body or, you know, um, I think I think it's very empowering. I think it's very fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Mm -hmm. it, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> a little nerve wracking though, because it's like, <laughs> what what do I have that fits it? But I know, that, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Wow. What are some of the challenges you deal with being a social media influencer? Mm -hmm. I would say people not realizing that we're real people behind all of the pictures and stuff. I don't know. I feel like sometimes you get comments and you get messages from people. Um, and they think that they can say anything to you because it's the internet. And it's kind of like, well, wait, like I'm still a normal everyday person, you know, mm -hmm. like be, be respectful, be nice if you can. If you don't like something, then like scroll past it or don't look at it. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I feel like that's one of the biggest challenges is just people not realizing that, hey, you're, you're real people too. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And how would you say your life has changed changed during this journey as an influencer? Has it been better, worse, the same? And uh, you know, what have you learned more about yourself through this process? For the most part, my life is still the same. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I have more clothes now than I used to. <laughs> nice. <laughs> But besides that, my life is like still exactly the same. I'm still the same person that I was. Um, and I don't know, like everything is the same. Like, I don't know. But you do you feel know. like, I don't know. I feel like as as a content creator, like, do you feel like you're growing? Like your your creativity is growing? Do you feel like you have a bigger responsibility now to to have an impact on the community of, you know, the worldwide community? Because you, you know, you're one click away from, you know, changing someone's perspective on, you know, plus size people, on fashion, on black people, right? Like what you do you do you feel any of those pressures at all? Or no, not really. A little bit. Um, I feel like in general for plus size people and and just I feel like <laughs> not really. Um, but yeah, I do feel like it's made an impact and I've gotten a lot of messages and a lot of comments from people who are saying thank you and not even just with the photos that I was posting before, but with cosplay photos, I'm getting people who are saying, like, I've always wanted to do that. Like, I can do it now, too. Um, mm. And I think that's amazing. And mm -hmm. as for someone who's in the Black community, I feel like for a long time, there was this thing where people thought Black people only did certain things, you know? And yeah. Yeah, like that's true. Yeah, they only did certain things. They only liked certain things. Like there, it was almost as if people were saying there's only one way to be black. And mm. I feel like black people are 
we're nerdy. We, we're into like all of this. <laughs> I mean, we are. Like we're into all of these other different things and we've gotten like stereotyped based on like the movies and, and TV and all this other stuff. And so just to show like we're multifaceted beings, like we like a whole bunch of different stuff. Like I like rock music <laughs> and anime and like all this other stuff. I think it's amazing to just be able to show that. Because mm-hmm. I feel like in a lot of these spaces, there aren't a lot of Black people. And so I want to change that. Absolutely. You know, it's funny you say that because even like me and Khalil have had conversations where, you know, uh, he was he uh, is a an, an avid, I guess, what, motorcycle fan or I, I, what do you call yourself? Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, biker. Biker. Okay, yeah. yeah. So growing up, I'm from uh, you know, lo- the M- M- Manhattan. Uh so I definitely did not see a lot of motorcycles uh on the, you know, passing by and I definitely did not see any black people on them. So, uh I was like totally shocked when I moved out in Long Island and I saw black bikers because I was like, "Huh? Like who knew, right? Which is super ignorant for me to even thought that like, but a similar thing can be said about, you know, like people and horses. Typically growing up, I only saw white people on horses. So I would never have automatically thought like, oh, you're black. Yeah, you ride horses or you boat. Like I never was exposed to that. So it's 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 interesting that you say that, that yeah, that there's not one type of way to be black because like even my own self, like I definitely had those reality checks where it's like, Yep, like definitely I knew we can be nerdy. I'm one of them. Um, <laughs> so I, I understand that perspective, um, right? Like nerd yeah. city, got my card, I'm good. But, um, you know, like that, you know, like, or other, I'm sure other things, you know, uh, you know. We like, di- we like different type of musics. Like yeah, just yeah, like rock, right? Black <laughs> rockers, like also that too, had to have a check, didn't realize we were into that as well. Like <laughs> all yeah. of that good stuff. It's like until you you see it and it's out in the open for some reason in a lot of people's minds, like it's something that black people don't do. And, and like you said, it's it's kind of ignorant because mm-hmm. yeah. we, we love a whole bunch of different things. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's important. And that's why being an influencer is so important because it's you are not only like the bridge, but from a consumer perspective of, oh, there's a brand and I'm a, you know, there's a consumer and now you can speak to both sides of the coin, but also for other things like representing, uh, you know, your community doing X activities in a way that's not publicly, maybe it's not on TV, maybe it's not on movies, but we all have access to social media so we can all see these influencers and these kind of change agents essentially doing um, this work. So that that's important. I want to know what is the best advice you've ever been told in your entire life? It could be related to your career, being an influencer, not influencer. And why was that the best advice? Oh, the best advice I got was the simplest advice. And that was stay true to yourself no matter what and be yourself no matter what. And I was told to be myself no matter if the person, even if the person that told me to be myself was against it, to still be myself. And that's the best advice because I feel like once we start getting into these different spaces, so once people become influencers stuff, it's it's really easy to get big headed um, and to forget who you are as a person. And so I always think, you know, regardless of how many followers I have, regardless of any success or or failures, like I am still me. And that's 
And that's always the most important thing. I love it. Absolutely. What is the most controversial thing that has happened to you as an influencer? The most controversial thing? Um, I don't think anything really controversial is happening. Oh, wait, oh, really? wait, 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 wait. Okay, so after my photos and stuff went viral, I actually was like searching it so I could like repost it. And like, mm-hmm. I found out that white supremacists had put me on their page and called me a fat negress. And I was like, what? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh and I God. made a whole entire post about it. And I was like, but that goes back to what I was saying before about people not thinking that we're real people. Like, why in this empowering message that I had, would you take that away from it and use it to spew hate speech? Like, mm, yeah, wow. that's the most controversial thing that's happened. Definitely. Oh my gosh. That is crazy. And yeah, no one terrible. ever got in touch with you. They just took your picture and did that. And yeah, well, I guess they had read one of the articles and they decided that's what they wanted to do with it. And I didn't know about it um, actually for a few weeks. And then finally I found it and I was like, what what the heck is this? Like, wh- what's going on? Like, why is this even here? But wow. they also, I mean, it sucks because on the internet, people can take your image, they can take your stuff and do basically anything with it. Like, mm-hmm. that's the horrible yeah. part. Yeah. So did you do anything to retaliate or did you try to contact anybody and get it removed down since technically, I mean, it was your photo and they just used it? Did you did you try to do anything about it or how'd you, yeah, you I, do? I posted about it. I sent an email, but nothing. I didn't get any sort of response. So... Mm. I just kind of moved on because it's like, once again, it's like, why, why would you do that? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then, yeah, I'm, you know, uh, I guess one of the last couple of questions would be just uh, being on that note, actually, how do you handle trolls and uh, people who like just come for you to just come for you because they can? <laughs> so I'm in the habit of, blocking and deleting people not if it's Mm. like genuine discourse not if it's like they want to talk about something you know that's happening or maybe debate a topic but if it's just straight up you're fat go die or something like that then i'm gonna block Mm. and delete it and you do get those comments and you get people who are health trolls and they want to like police your body and and for me i just block and delete but i did get a comment the other day because i posted a video with my mom and somebody left a hateful comment and then I had to clap back because like, it's fine. Well, it's not fine, but like, if you talk about me, I'll block and delete you. But if you talk about my family or come from my family, then it's on. <laughs> <laughs> it's on to the break of dawn. You listen, listen. <laughs> watch what you say and who you say yeah. talking about. Absolutely. No, I, I completely, yeah, I completely agree. Uh, interesting. Okay. All right. Are there any other projects that you're working on or that you'd like to share and also let our listeners know how they can get in touch with you? Um, so I guess you guys have my link, so you guys mm-hmm. will be posting that. Um, yes. But for projects, not really. I just want to continue my cosplay series and I want to make it bigger and better than what it is now. I want to start taking on more intense characters. The only problem mm-hmm. is that I don't know how to sew. <laughs> <laughs> and it seems like everybody is like sewing their costumes from scratch and I'm just like 
Wow. I don't wow. know how to do that. So mm. for now, I'm just like hot glue gunning stuff and hoping that it stays together and works. Yeah, I hear you. You should get in touch with uh, like one of those uh, popular like sewing uh, groups or, you know, like and maybe do a collab or something. That could be interesting. Mm. Oh, that would be fun. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that idea. Right Absolutely, <laughs> just holler at your girl when you do it. <laughs> Absolutely, I love that. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, listen, thank you so much for sharing your journey and sharing, uh, you know, the realities of being an influencer. I think a lot of times people are like, oh my god, I want to be, yeah, I want to go viral. I want to have, you know, I want to be a social media influencer, but like they don't know what that means, right? And what are you, what are you dealing with, especially as a person who's not necessarily most represented in our society, despite be that plus size women are the average woman in America, but you know, mm -hmm. uh, our media would make you think otherwise. And especially as a person of color, you know, that journey, that narrative is different too. So we uh, love what you're doing. We appreciate you and uh, thank you for being woke and free. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for having me. We are at that time again. It is the end of our 34th episode of Woke, Woke and Free. Really? We can never get it together at the end. We just like literally lose our mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, just in case you're just tuning in, uh, what did we do during this episode? We talked all about being a content creator with our special guest, Jasmine Grimes. Now, as per usual, I have to ask the question. You guys know the answer, but let's play along. Will I leave you hanging for what our next episode is going to be about? Drum roll, please. On our next episode, we will be talking all about living more with dance with the one and only Amanda LeCount. Make sure you follow us on social media to follow along in the conversation. And make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesday. To join the conversation at WokenFree.com. If you want to be a guest on our show, which I bet so many of you do as part of the Woken Free Nation, you've got to submit a topic for an upcoming episode and share your thoughts as to why you want to talk about whatever subject it is on our Contact Us page at WokenFree.com. So that's W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com. WokenFree.com. Now, again, if you also want to engage with us on social media, which we love, 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 can't get enough of, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Woke and Free. And if you have a scenario that you want to submit to us for scenario time, which I know you guys love, what do you got to do? Hit us up on our contact us page at WokenFree.com. If you didn't already subscribe, please do. Share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Until next time.